Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for February 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who was at Jordan Ngoi's house on Saturday night. It's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. Good to be here. Excited to be back for February. And it's been, it's been a massive weekend. So uh, as you mentioned there, I was with Geordie all Saturday. And um, let, let me, can I tell you my side of events? Walk us through it all. I mean, you've, you've, everyone's step. yeah, everyone's heard what happened to Jordan's uh, side of the story and uh, what's going getting, on. But you, you were getting matching tattoos, weren't you? You were getting the matching absolutely. tattoos on the stomach. Well, I thought he because he's got kissing skulls yep. on his stomach. It is a and fantastic I, look. A fantastic look. I thought we were going to get. I'll get a skull. He'll get a skull. Like best friends. Yeah. And they yep. they kiss together when we hug. BFFs. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. I thought that's what it, that was what was going to happen. Anyway. I'm around at Geordie's, right? We're just we're hanging out, having a barbecue. And I said to Geordie, uh, mate, I've got a hankering for a Zupa Duper. Now I don't know I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's in my head. I would love right now, I would love a Zupa Duper, okay? And he said, I haven't got any Zupa Dupers. And I said, Well, Geordie, Dagoe, DG, mm-hmm. we got a fucking we got a fucking problem, all right? <laughs> I said you, my friend, are going to go out and you are going to get some Zupa Dupers. Okay. They're, they're just you can get them at Coles. You can get them in like packs of twenty, packs of thirty. I think it is. Yeah, every variety, every variety, every color mm. under the rainbow. Uh, the rainbow colors, because you know AFL is it's an open. Uh, it supports everybody. So he said, I've had a I've had a couple of beers. And I said, Yeah. So what, mate? Who cares? Like, I said, All right. How, how many you had? And he said, oh, probably about a dozen. I was like, yeah, but you've got good skin folds that hardly touch the sides. And you know the old rhyme, more than nine, you'll be fine. Right? <laughs> and he said, I he said, Rosie, I don't think I can drink. I said, yeah, but um, you're going to be okay. And he said, but I'm on my peas. And I was like, yeah, but you take them off. That way it doesn't matter. This is a really long story. Can I tell you that? It's a really long story. Mate, I'm getting to the point, okay. right? He, I said, take the pee plates off. Anyway, he said, but I can't. The Coles is the, it's in the back streets of South Melbourne, yep. or Port Melbourne. And I said, mate, go down Beaconsfield Parade. The cops are never going to fucking be on Beaconsfield. You're always looking for people at the back streets. Yep, yep. So anyway, what? Uh, what happened next is he got pulled over and he was uh, blue point zero nine five. Now, unfortunately, he's been suspended indefinitely. Is that right? Well, he chose. He chose that, Michael. Oh, really? That's the kind of good bloke he is. He That's said, you know what, guys? I'll indefinite. Don't put a time limit on it. It could, be, it could be 12 weeks. It could be 14 weeks. It could be three days. So last year we had the adventure where he, what, he hurt his hand. Is that correct? Getting a yes. blue and he blamed the dog for that. He did blame the dog. And Bucks came out and defended him. So Bucks looked like right. an idiot. Mate, Bucks looked like an idiot, yeah. And idiots. And then he went and did this on the weekend. So he goes back to the yeah. twos. He goes and trains with the twos, doesn't he? He doesn't actually train with the main group. 
No. So he's got to train at night. He's got to have a job for four weeks. No way. It's a self-imposed alcohol ban. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have a look at his mates. I think they're really concerned about his like childhood mates. That's who apparently, as well as me, uh, he was hanging out with. He was hanging out with some mates, and the the club have gone. Well, clearly, there's an issue with who you hang out with. You're being led astray. So we've got a little another little uh, rat pack uh, 2.0 going on. Well, I think it's like a solo. It's just a rat. <laughs> I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any pack to it. Can you imagine? Because they said uh, he was inconsolable mm. once he realised uh, what he'd done, and obviously, uh, you know, he wasn't inconsolable to get into the car. But once, once he drove through the booze bus, he went, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble here. Can I mean, you imagine? Can you imagine the phone call to Jeff Walsh, the footy manager? It wouldn't be much fun. And also, you begin to wonder now, too, what faith the club will have in you. And you go, have I, yeah. am I beginning to just throw away a career just through doing a couple of stupid things? Yeah. Um, you know, he won't get too many chan- more chances, will he? But h- how do you reckon it goes? He goes, hey, hey, Walshy. It's, uh, Walshy, it's Geordie. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that, I had a ripper. Ripper Saturday. Um, Got a bit of a bombshell for you. Uh, just, mate, I may have had a couple of beers, mate. And he's yeah. like, oh, really? That's cool, mate. It's a Saturday afternoon. Don't stress. Your skin folds won't get that high. Yeah, yeah before okay. you panic, before you panic, okay, <laughs> my, dog, my dog's fine, okay? My dog's fine. Yeah. May have, uh, may have gotten behind the wheel there, Jeffy yeah. boy. So, uh, yeah, so he's in a bit of trouble. But, uh, you know, indefinite. I mean, that could – he could be out for three years. Who knows? Who knows? It's until he shows to the club that he can be trusted. Um, how are you feeling after the weekend? Well, can we just firstly say, I mean, it was an exciting, an exciting weekend for everyone. Now, mm-hmm. I am in Wayne Jackson Studios. You, Michael, are up in uh, Rod Carter Studios Rod once Carter again. Rod Carter Studios up here in Sydney, yes, taking full yeah. advantage of the uh, wonderful facilities here. Now, of course, we are talking about the, uh, the magnificent AFLX, which kicked off on the Thursday night in Adelaide at Hindmarsh Stadium. And can I just say, like, I... No one was more pumped for AFLX than us. Yep. Okay, but I've got to say, uh, 10 minutes into the first game, <laughs> 10 minutes in, and the AFL ruined what was going to be a fantastic spectacle. Now, we, no one loved the AFLX. We expect silver balls, right? 10 minutes in, they changed the balls. They said people couldn't see them. They said the crowd couldn't see them. They said it was horrible on the broadcast. They said the players were struggling. Now, you can't fuck with tradition like that, Michael. <laughs> we are set for a silver balled game, and they changed it on us. You know how I feel. I I sank all of my money into yeah. a company that Did manufactures you? silver balls. <laughs> I'm toast. I've lost everything. You've got a warehouse with like five million balls in it. But there is a dude somewhere with a whole bunch of silver balls going. Ah, these are going to fly off the shelves. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what? How long? How long did it take? They, I mean, the AFL, fuck, they spent a lot of money on that. Did you know, so uh, obviously there was the AFLX launch because we, we haven't spoken since they've done everything for this. They had, um, and nothing says to me, AFLX, like 1920 strongmen. They did. They had the strongmen. They had the people with the hula hoops, right? And they uh-huh. also had the people, what do you call them? They'd be climbing on each other. What would you call that? Uh, like acrobats? Acrobats, yeah, that'd be a good word for it. And then they had Fuckwits. a guy dressed as a football, would that be right? Yes, yes, but he was dressed as a red football, which mm. again, Threw confusing. Gill was holding a silver ball. Yeah. They've got strong men, they've got a big ball. Did you know uh, the, the ex that was in the background, right, they uh, paid 10000 bucks for each of those giant exes. Oh, that's right, yeah, that was massive, yeah. Where do you get something like that made? And then also the trophy, you saw the trophy, didn't you? 
I have not seen the trophy, no. Oh, haven't you? Oh, the trophy is like this funky, well, it's an X. It's like this yeah. uh, large X that uh, I suppose you, uh, it's more a, more a plaque than anything, I suppose. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, you actually did get a trophy kind of to pose with after you won the grand final. I mean, I, you... I am still obviously pretty, pretty broken up about uh, the Hawks going down to the grand final on Friday night. It's pretty tough. You've fucking suffered a lot as a Hawthorne supporter lately. <laughs> yeah, AFLX is just the uh, is this the cherry on top. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's hard to it's hard to watch. I know when the replay comes on Fox Footy, you know how you, you, you switch just, off. You can't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, as, as a Carlton supporter, it was it was delightful to lose in twenty minutes <laughs> ra- rather than suffering through two hours. <laughs> you know you know what was really strange, okay? So they bring this game in. They want a, a hybrid game. They want a quick, punchy game. It's like mm. the 2020 of the football world. Yeah. Yet the game, like the night, the broadcast went for like three and a half hours. It went for another hour and a half on top of a normal football game. Well, it was bizarre. As you know, I went. Yes. So you went to the Saturday afternoon game in Allion Stadium. Yeah, in Sydney. Uh, so let me think. I got there. Yeah, I got there. Start of the first game. Uh, and then I... Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have gone way too far ahead, yeah, mate. Yeah, let's build up. Yeah. What was... Yeah, what was... I chucked out uh, my 15 bucks. Yeah, how was it getting tickets? with the lines out to, like, Bondi? Like, so, how did it go? Uh, I saw some kind of tweet out the front. Um, someone had, a, a, like, a large line before before it kicked off. Now, the TV coverage... I don't know how many shots of the crowd they actually had, but the TV coverage was a bit deceptive because the non-camera side, or the camera the side that you saw... Um, yep. That was quite empty, but that was also in the sun. So the other other side of the ground was pretty full. Like the bottom level was pretty full. Really? And then, and then there were people on the um, second level as well. Quite a nice little um, stadium, Allianz. I've never been there before. Well, it's perfect for AFLX, as we've always said. Uh, wandered up to there. Obviously, a lot of scalpers up, the, yeah. up there. <laughs> How much were tickets, tickets going for? <laughs> I saw people <laughs> holding signs, you know, two tickets, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. five grand. <laughs> Um, and then we headed in there, headed in with my friend Craig, Craig Quartermain, coming to the uh, Quartermain, coming to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in April, folks. So get on board. Can I just ask uh, which six teams were in your two pools? Yep. So we had Richmond, we had the two Sydney teams, we had Brisbane, we had the Gold Coast, and we had the Doggies. Okay. Yeah. So there was a bit of support for both the Swans and the Giants. There were a few Richmond fans around. I suppose there were Richmond fans everywhere. Yeah. It was. It was kind of pleasant. It was actually it was quite a pleasant day, but it was just kind of pleasant. Like the football was entertaining. They did. They seemed to be kicking every little goal they tried from the boundary. Like they seemed to all be going through. Okay. And then you had the Zuper goals and the big fly, uh, the big smoke machines would go off, and there were flames as well. Um, Can I just say though? I mean, the Zuper goals. I, I think people are understating them. To see an AFL footballer kick a goal from outside forty. Yeah, but did they have to? That go- is. Did they have to go through on the full? Yes. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. T- to yeah. get your full value. Otherwise, it's not Zuper. No. You're a no, fucking idiot. Why did you even ask that? It. <laughs> yeah, so they had, the, they had the acrobats and they had the, the you know, hula hoop people and they kind of had a kid section down one end of the ground on the actual ground itself, which had a few games. And I was going to try and get onto that section, but you need a wristband. Good. And people were... People were in uh, beanbags, weren't they, behind yeah, the goals? Yeah, behind the goals, yeah. A bit like sometimes in the cricket when they'll uh, put a bit of uh, fun and games around the boundary um, yep. during 2020 or whatever. Oh, so was there a, was there a pool? Were people uh, sitting no in a pool? pool? No pool. Ah. We can only dream. We can only dream. Yeah, yeah. true, hey, true. That would, that would have been nice year on the... One. Yeah, nah, fair point, fair point. But it was pretty entertaining. Like, uh, it was just relaxed and there was uh, good skills. It was fast-paced. No one got, got tackled. There was one guy, uh, let me think, it was a... 
Brisbane player who bumped another player, and it was a little bit. Why'd you do that? <laughs> like it was actually a proper hit, <laughs> and it was like, well, hey, you, like it's a bit, it's a bit rough for what this is, but also, yeah, yeah, fuck off, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a bit kind of yeah. like. <laughs> Did you do that for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be doing that shit. Can I just say, probably the most exciting thing uh, for anyone watching AFLX is uh, James Brayshaw. Mm. He's back. Mm. Dum. Dum. He's back on the coverage. So, so was it on Channel 7 or was it just on Fox footy? I think it was on like, because Channel 7 has shown the Winter Olympics at the moment, so that uh-huh. was on the main channel. So I think yeah. it was on like 7, 2, mate, B, part 3. Gotcha. It wasn't easy to find. I couldn't find it on my Foxtel, so I just had it on the Foxtel coverage. So I got a bit of Jono and Nicky Dowell, yep. and then it switched over to the Bristle and James Brayshaw. So Jono, uh, John Brown? Uh, no, um, uh, what's his name from Oh, Smiling Assassin, yeah, gotcha. Yes, that one. Yeah, Sorry, so I, I saw Nicky Dell. I oh, gotcha, because I, I, walked up the, um, I walked up near the media bit, and I saw Hutto and Nicky Dell, and I thought, yep. I'm not sure if they're commentating for Foxtel, because they both do SEN as well, don't they? Yes, so and so I think I think they were covering the the greater, you know, the the um they're in the lab. Oh yeah, the lab. Yeah, yeah. So the, they spent like three or four hours in the lab well, I'll, before I'll we got to the game. Well, I'll tell you if I can. They didn't have to analyze pressure acts. That's one thing. <laughs> it was off the charts. Like for AFLX, it was it was high. Um, so Would, what was you, I talking about? So what what was your take being there? Was it exciting? Was it was it there fun? Were a lot of kids. Was it a bit it was shit? Fun. No, no, it was kind of fun. Like it was a lot of kids and families walking around. Um, yeah. Something to do. Very cheap, obviously. 15 bucks. Kids are probably cheaper than that. Kids might even be free. I'm not sure. I think they might be, yeah. Um, uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I figure it's the kind of thing. I find it odd that they, I don't know, they've done this when AFLW is in the second league. But I suppose when is the, when, when's the right time to do this? When do you eventually do it? And, I, and you can also see, all they want to do oh. is they just want to create a game that you can play on a soccer field or a rugby field or a American football field just so you have that. Um, you can you, you can find those little rectangles everywhere, oblongs. But, see, like but is is that not going to confuse people? Like, say you're a resident of Shanghai, right? Mm-hmm. You are used to the Gold Coast Suns yeah. and Port Adelaide coming across annually, right? That's yeah. what you said. You mm-hmm. the moment the fixtures release, you're on the <laughs> AFL website and you are going, when are these guys coming over? And then all of a sudden, there's this hybrid game. You go, what? What? Hang uh, on, yeah. a Zuper goal? Yeah. I don't even know what a Zuper is. They're yeah. banned in this country. <laughs> It's just too confusing for, for foreign fans. I think it's a great uh, initiative. And also, if you think about the shape of the court, um, we can play this game on a tennis court too. So you could maybe mm. have three for three AFLX. Yeah. So a Zupa's just kick out. When you kick it out, it's just Zupa for Zupa. <laughs> <laughs> just like kick. Now you no, asked. that's a shootout. That's a shootout. <laughs> you asked when is the right time to play this because mm. obviously it's clashing with the women's game right now. Yeah. They're not going to do it in November or, you know, you know uh, December when players are away and all that sort of stuff. How about, what about, we have a mad AFLX. So everyone's done and you get the players on their mad Monday, sponsored by Carlton Draft. There's play no Zupa guy. Play one, okay. Play an AFLX. Yeah. Yep, on the Monday, yeah. Monday post, like round 20, 23 or whatever. Yeah. So the ones who haven't made the finals, they play an Perfect. AFLX. Yeah, actually. Now you're talking. Perfect. So you get a you get a couple of fucking froths into the boys. Yep. Billy Brownless has commentated because he fucking loves it. You could see that though actually becoming a thing during the finals campaign or something like that. If they want to put on a little display of something or put even at half time, you have a little AFLX, don't you? 
Really? You think that could happen? You could have that. You could do that, couldn't you? I mean, actually. So you'd... So you, you probably have representative sides. So you'd see yeah. a side that might be like uh, ninth or tenth coming into round twenty three, uh-huh. and they're like, "Mate, go easy. We've got a fucking <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna represent the Vicks in the AFLX during the first qualifying final." Uh, one thing I loved about it too, like if I was a player, I'd be a little bit concerned if I got if I got picked for AFLX because yeah, probably, right. That, I mean, I know some people they kind of picked them because they go, "Oh, you know, they they seem to have the right body type for it," but. Yeah. There are a few people who'd be like, oh, really? They think that little of me that I'm, I've yeah. got to play in it? I love to have Nat Five. Nat Five's just dropped out. Nat, as soon as they, they mentioned Nat Five's name, he's like, you realise I'm not fucking doing that? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. That was that was a sports scientist pulling him out. He wanted to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sports scientist overruled. Like, the, if Nat Five, if they get into a grand final and Nat Five is looking a little bit uh, like he may tear a hamstring, mm-hmm. the sports scientist will go up to Rossi and be like, mate... <laughs> He can't play. You got to save him for AFLX next year. <laughs> but Magic Door, he he played. He's mm. going to play in the ones this year. Yeah, yeah. No, Jack Gunson played and the like. But there, um, yeah, there weren't too many. There weren't too many stars running around. I think on the weekend, uh, early footballers in real life. Um, the oh, did, did you see a few at the game? Yeah, yeah. The the, the Swan squad was there. I saw Buddy on the big screen, but uh, GW, okay. GWS Giants was sitting right across the aisle from me. So a whole and bunch who of did, them. And which which champions of the GWS team did you recognise? Uh, there was the dreamy Phil Davis, um, uh-huh. and then there was uh, John Patton. He seemed to be getting a lot of the uh, photo hunters. I was about to say autograph hunters, but uh, a lot yep. of people coming up wanting to get a photo with him. So your mate Toby Green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a whole bunch of them there, um, and so they hung around until the Giants finished up playing and then headed off. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, but they were out in the open. You come up and have a chat, have a wander over, and say good day. Yeah, right. I'm sure there were a lot of photos taken with Toby Green after he'd uh, snapped someone just by the <laughs> <laughs> just by the local police. Um, but yeah, they got out of there. Giants didn't make the final, uh, and so yeah, they just got out. It hurt too much. Hurt too much. Can I just say that uh, as a fitness sort of thing, mm. that every player that they spoke to when they came off the ground, they were they were cooked. Oh, okay. So yeah, gotcha. They they did run pretty hard, and you know, I mean, you can't you can't do that at, at training, mate. You know, you got your mat simulation, but yeah. when the ball's there to be won, Michael, you know, mm. when there's a super goal on the line, mm. that's when you put your body there. Yeah, there, I mean, there's some fun goals, and like it was, uh, it was, yeah. I I wonder what they do next year because I don't know. Do you just? I mean, you you got to start somewhere, and you got to build it from somewhere. But I suppose absolutely. You know, when do you when do you kind of go? Oh well, this isn't worth it. I suppose. Well, I mean, you know, people mocked Tom Wills, didn't they? Oh, they laughed at him. <laughs> they, they mocked him. They laughed at his face. Uh, said, so go back to England, you fucking idiot. So never catch on, you, you <laughs> fucking fool. <laughs> you private school wanker. <laughs> and now look at him. He's got a fucking statue outside statue the, uh, the MCG. A statue of the D. That's awesome. Yeah. He went mad and stabbed himself in the chest. It was a beautiful, <laughs> heartwarming story. Beautiful, yeah. heartwarming story. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, there are many other big right. events in the world going on. Um, oh, I, I can't believe it. Nothing tops AFLX, mate. You know that. Were you going to talk about uh, Clarko and Chris Scott over at the Super Bowl? Did you see yes. That? Yeah. Can you? I mean, you know, I mean, coaches love to expand their horizons. Okay. Or, or here's another one. Or was it Brad Scott? We don't know. It was definitely Chris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Clarko and Chris Scott went across to the Super Bowl. And I think they might have done. They always go to a college. They always check out training facilities. Oh yeah, a bit of a uh, tour, a bit of a learning tour. A learning tour. Yeah. And so those two went to the Super Bowl. Um, not sure what they would have got. I suppose you know what they probably brought back is uh, the Giant. shape of the ground. 
No, yeah. yeah. For everyone who's playing AFLX. And a giant Toblerone. you got to get that from Duty Free Airport. Well, that goes without saying. But, uh, yeah, so those two came back. Clarko, I think it was like minus 16 degrees in, Min- in Minneapolis. Yeah, and Clarko was in shorts. Oh, really? Because he's a fucking hard man <laughs> who doesn't give a shit about frostbite. That's awesome. That's my, bu- that's my sporting bucket list, I think, a, uh, a Super Bowl. Wow. I need, I, be- I, thought- I need to become mates with Hachi so he takes me to the Super Bowl with him. It's just a matter of time. I mean, mm. ju- junk time would be on the uh, Craig Hutchison radar. There is, there is no doubt about that. Get the tap on the shoulder. But Clarko came back, mm-hmm. and he was saying that uh, what he loved about the NFL, yep. so nothing else, he brought nothing else back, but uh-huh. he said that the way that they treat uh, their coaches, particularly the way they recycle their coaches. Now, the New England Patriots coach, Bill Belichick, he's been at uh, – he's the Clarko of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he, he would have he punched a few walls in his day, Bill Belichick. Oh, there is no doubt about no. that. Uh, he was a failed coach uh, with a few franchises before he finally ended up at New England. And so Clarko is saying that we have cast aside a lot of really quality coaches. You know, like uh, Jared Neesham, gone. <laughs> oh, on the scrap heap, Mark Neal. Mark Neal you know, yeah. he's, he's never going to coach again. You yeah. know, Paul Feltham. <laughs> Just little Jeff Geeshan. I mean, I can name a few that probably should have gone through the system. Dennis Pagan, why hasn't he got another game? You know, just players like that. That is Wayne true, Britton. though. That is true, though. I mean, must say that that is true. Like they do get they get their two or three years, and then they like a Vossi, something like that. Vossi has to go has to go the long way now if he wants to come back and coach. And he, yeah. he and he most likely just went went into it too early. Nathan Buckley, if if well, this is a hypothetical, but if he if he you know got fired after three years, yeah. I don't know, what are his chances of getting another job? Because he's so affiliated to Collingwood. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, you look at Brett Ratton, you know, someone who clearly is very well liked by Hawthorne. Yep. And he's doing a fantastic job there. Yeah, people love love Leper down at Richmond. Yes. He's doing a great job. And he inherited a basket case up in Brisbane. Oh, nothing but a basket case. (laughs) And so uh, now, you know, he's a premiership coach, if you want to say that. Well, I don't. I don't and I won't. But, uh, but I think he's got a point. Like, um, just because you failed very early on. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, Vossi, he didn't do an apprenticeship. Michael, everyone knows. Got to do. Got to do your level four, don't you? Yeah. Uh, if you don't have – if you're, if you're f- splashing around in the shallow end with your level three, yeah. just fuck off, mate. And don't now, even bother. And it's also changed a little bit of late, if I know – if I, I can try and get this right. But there was also – uh, for a long time, you weren't getting a look in in the NFL until you were over 50 at least. Yeah. I, I mean, the LA Rams coach at the moment, I think he was 31 yeah. when they appointed him. So I guess they are starting to go a little bit no, younger. No, they have kind of a bit younger now. But back in the day, it was like you, you had to do 15 years of apprenticeship, essentially, before. Yeah. You had to do your level five before they oh. give you an NFL job. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, you know, basically what they're saying now is the likes of, uh, you know, give Mick, Mick, Mick Maltas another go. I mean, yep. you know, sure, yep. sure he, you know, left a scorched earth policy with the club that he was uh-huh. last at, but, but everyone's forgiven him. Yeah. No one remembers that. No one remembers that. that he was a, a complete cunt at the last team he was at and everyone fucking hates his guts and he stuck around far too long and was just there for the money and didn't give a shit about the team that he was coaching and didn't draft very well and wasn't a very good coach and he brought Daisy across, but no one... No one cares. I want to see your Tony, uh, your, your Tony Shaws, your Tim Watsons. Get them back in the game. People forget that they were coaches. Yeah, that, that is very true. I mean, you know, Tony Shaw, he uh, essentially set up a premiership team 11 years later. Yeah. People forget that. <laughs> you know? 
Tim Watson. I mean, you know, Essendon could be top four. That I put to, down to Tim Watson. Wait a second. You coach St Kilda, you fucking idiot. That is a very good point. <laughs> I forgot that. Uh, what about John Longmire? You had a story about John Longmire, didn't you? I saw the horse. I saw the horse on the weekend. Oh, was he strutting around? Yeah, he was down on the boundary. Yeah, okay. Well, they did... Um, they, there was an interview with uh, John Longmire, and he was talking about, uh, you know, what it's like to... He is the most winningest coach in the AFL at the moment. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah, I reckon I would know that. I'm very clever. Yeah, okay. Uh, and he just was talking about a couple of things that, uh, you know, Sydney have had to, to go through to, to stay at the top. Mm-hmm. Did you know at, uh, they have one of the worst training facilities in the AFL? Well, let me think. Do they, does he mean by that in terms of like weight rooms and stuff like that? Because I go yeah. past that over, which I've said on the pod before. I go past that. On, I, I saw them this morning, actually. I saw the swans running around. It's quite a lovely oval. Just over, see, the they're road, on the, over the road. They're on the, the outside SOG. oval, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, because I imagine they can't get onto the cricket ground for a bit longer. Yeah. But they, and for, obviously for some, they can't get on there. But it's a lovely little oval. And then they, there's just a short little. I mean, he might be saying it's dangerous because there are buses coming through. Maybe horses thinking that. <laughs> He's worried about players just running out, haphazard going for the ball. Yeah, maybe the uh, the three three eight from Clavelli is heading down there, but I'm not sure. Well, actually, you might have a good point there because that uh, ground that you go past is called the Lakeside Oval, mm-hmm. and it's only 109 metres wide. Now, the MCG is 141 metres wide. Ah, so gotcha. Yeah. If they're, if they're doing uh, a simulation of the MCG, that yeah. means players are on the road. Yeah, out on the wing. Like if they hit the fat side of the ground, that's in front of a bus. It keeps them on their toes, though, doesn't it? You know. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. So, what did he do? Expand upon that? Was it just the ground, or was it we don't have the you know anti gravity machines that we want to have? Well, they said that the gym is so small that they have to rotate three groups through. They can't oh, really? all be in there at once. Yeah. So it's like, oh, Chambo, you've done your uh, bicep curls. Get out for a little bit. We got buddy go. coming in. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, they got to run a run a schedule like that. Yes. Uh, what else do they do? Oh, and I heard they also just have to carry like five kilo bags of potatoes. They can't actually afford real weights. Is that right? They're going old school. They're going like Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. Yeah, they've got to chase chickens around in the backyard. Fuck, they, they're really struggling up in Sydney. I mean, that's because uh, Buddy and uh, Kurt Tippett took all the money. And one other thing he was saying, uh, and, he, and he loves being in Sydney. Don't get me wrong. He's a big fan of being up there. It, it's not too expensive for him to live. He said, you know, it's touch and go sometimes making the rent. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, and that, that's why he uh, he aims for a flag because the bonus he gets can cover a year's rent. So he's for been sure. struggling the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, that'll look after him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just getting to a grand final is not enough for horse. But he said, uh, and I quote here: "The great thing about being in Sydney is there is no other city in the world that has so many professional sports in the one space." Oh, okay. Now I would like to put out there, horse. What about New York, buddy? So many professional sports. So what's he mean by that? What does he mean? Like well, I guess you've got your AFL. Mm-hmm. You've, got your, uh, you've got your A-League. Got your NRL. Yeah. You've got your uh, – there would be a rugby union team up there. Yeah. I suppose the cricket is – that's not headquartered in – but you've got cricket there. Professional cricket is being played there. Oh, so he means like headquarters in terms of like the, the, the main office is there or they're run out of that town? I don't. I don't think so. He's just talking about the amount of, the, of access you can have to other sports. Like he's just not zoned in. Okay. To AFL. I mean, I find it a little bit disconcerting that you are as a doubting of horse as you are. I mean, well, I, I think he's a. F- I, I think he's a fool. I don't. I don't remember any times when a horse has not been straight down the line, being above uh-huh, board uh-huh. and honest. So I thought. I find it a little bit, you know, 
a little bit concerning. Insulting. A little bit concerning okay. that your attitude to horses like this. I mean, oh, I think he's a, I think he's a fool. <laughs> and I think they don't make the, uh, they don't win a flag this year. He's gone on the scrap heap. Joining fucking, he's with Mark Neal. Well, I'm trying to think. Never want to see him again. I think I walked by it the other day, but I think the NRL headquarters are. Oh, are they Fox Studios or are they? Because there was definitely some kind of rugby thing I walked by that seemed to be a headquarters. Maybe maybe it's for the rugby union, but that was in Moore Al- Park. That was, yeah, that was at Alliance. So so it's okay. just a short walk from the um from the Swans offices. You can head down and get any kind of advice you want. So you think he's walking in there? Go, guys. Uh, the press. What do we do? And they're like, God, oh, no, just throw the ball backwards for a while. He's like, all right, boys, I'll see you later. <laughs> Can't do that. Fuck. Shouldn't guys, have gone there. Guys, I find when I'm at a urinal, I have an overwhelming yeah. urge. To <laughs> <laughs> and what about, uh, it was talked that um, the dimmer, the great man, the, the yeah. premiership hero. Yeah. Should be offered more money? Is that is that what's being thrown around? Well, I'm trying to work it out. I think it was Danny Frawley was saying that he should be offered maybe up to, to be, should be paid more. Coaches essentially should be paid more. I think the figure okay. they bandied around was about 2.5 a year, which would be a lot more. What would he now, be does, on? Do you reckon he'd be pushing a million? I he'd be pushing yeah, a million. Pre- he wouldn't be over a million, I, though, would he? Uh, no, I would have thought like around 800. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think I think that's pretty good remuneration. Uh, yeah, in, in life. Yeah, I mean, you, you have a probably pretty large premiership bonus and stuff like that. And I imagine yeah. coaches have a thing as well where we make finals, you get a bonus. You make top four, yeah. you get a bonus. Whatever. Yeah. He's not paying for another meal in Richmond ever again. No. Like if he dines outside of Richmond, he's a fucking fool. Well, dude, that is made. Well, that has made everyone a life member. Everyone, all the players became a life members a few weeks ago. So yeah, people have played like what four or five games, wasn't there? Four and games. Yeah. Yeah, become a life member. <laughs> and w- what's your take on that? Do you think that should have happened? Because life membership used to be like, what was it, 200 or 250 games? Yeah, yeah. Like you earned it. I did think it was stupid the first time I heard it, but then I remembered it was like, what, 37 years or something like that. And it is so yeah. massive. I mean, it's a bit like the English m- cricket team that all got, well, they get MBEs or whatever. Yes, or that is whenever true. they won the Ashes in 2005. So I do understand yep. that it is a massive story. And let's face it. Richmond aren't going to win another premiership for 37 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, then should it should it be bigger than that? Should they all be... Uh, Get like, a statue or something out at Punt Road. That, fuck. To have 23, because mm-hmm. you've got to have Dimmer there. Would you have? Would you make one for Leper? I mean, he was heart and soul. Yeah, he's part of it, part of it, yeah, yeah. Bootstutter? I mean, yeah. he... He's yeah. fucking gone through. I mean, how much fucking I mean, bronze? They, they, they don't have much parking there in the first place, so you've got to be... Mini, mini statues. Well, oh, no, you know what you do, though? You put them on the ground at Punt Road so you've got your team to train against. Are you training so against the trees? Yes, yeah. Okay, that's you, a good you, idea. You, thank you, mate. I appreciate it. I feel, I feel I'm being mocked here. Oh, I'll tell you about coaches. What about Rocket Eat? Shows up at Ballin, a suburban team in Melbourne. A pretty good team, actually, I must say. They won a few flags of late. Ballin shows yes. up at Ballin. What's that? Two players who played with under him at the Suns <laughs> just went, oh, what's that? New coach, Rocket Eat. We're fucking out of here. <laughs> I think this is my favourite story of all time. So Rocket would be swanning in there. And imagine these guys. I go, my AFL career's over. Yeah. Probably get is – it, is it amateurs that they're playing? In? Uh, semi-professional, I believe. So I think you get a bit of coin, a bit of coin. So, so you know, you've finished up. you finished up the big contract. You're yeah. up for maybe 800 bucks a week. Say cash, a bit of a cashy, yeah. you know, well played. Here's your envelope. Take it home, have a few brewskis, whatever you want to do with it, yeah. and have gone. Yeah, this is my life for the next few years. I'm young. I'm only in my twenties. You know, I'm, I'm Daniel Gorringe. I'm a ruckman. I'm necessary part of the team. 
And then they go, oh, your, your old coach, we're getting rid of him. And you're like, oh, well, they must be making a good decision here. They had Marty Pask was the yeah. coach, Marty Pask. Former Brisbane player? Yes, former boyfriend of Liesl Jones, if I'm right. Is that right? Oh, okay. I don't know the uh, boyfriends of all the uh, <laughs> Australian local swimming? coaches. Australian yeah. swimmers? Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Liesl Jones? Is that her name? Yeah, that is her name. Yeah, okay. Yes. There we go. Yeah, okay. Oh, good on you. You heard it first. <laughs> so anyway. He gets the ass, and then they bring in Rocket. And then just imagine sitting there, and he goes, hey, I, thought, I thought you said Rodney E. Sorry, I miss, I misheard you. <laughs> and they go, yeah, yeah, Rocket. And you go, the, Gold Co- the, the cunt from the Gold Coast. They go, yeah, yeah. And you're like, um, you know how we agreed that you'd pay me uh, 800 a week? And they're like, yeah. He goes, uh, you can shove that right up your ass, mate. <laughs> Why is that? They go, have you ever met that man? What a horrible... Scenario, you know, you just and now you got to go to another club, and they'll probably go to a club that's in the same uh, league, yeah. and therefore Rocket's going to be getting in, telling all your former teammates that you're an asshole. I don't think it's uh, becoming of Rocket. Yeah. He deserves better than that. He's a good bloke. It's a bit of a slap in the face for Rocket. Hey, um, you know, he doesn't deserve this. They they don't lose their they don't lose their spirit to coach, do they? Like they're just going to keep 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 on doing it, don't they? Yeah, it, I mean. Most of them, though, when they are finished, might go into, uh, you know, the media. Yeah, somewhere, or, you know. or even that advisory role. Like, I suppose maybe like a Barmy or a Neil Cray getting around a few clubs. Yeah, or even like Peter Schwab, who was like head of the yeah. umpires, that yeah. kind of stuff. So everyone's just gone, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't want Rocket in here. What about if he's heading out? Nah, nah, there's no need for it. What about if we got him on Friday nights? To con- nah, nah, we don't, nah, don't worry about him. Fuck Rocket. He's dead to me. Hey, did you see that bloke who donated $10 million to Hawthorne? I hate him. <laughs> What's he doing? He's like uh, founded Flight Centre or something like that. Is that right? Oh, yeah, I think it was, yeah. I Gave think he's the guy in the uh, cap. $10 million, $10 million to, the, uh, to the Hawks to be paid over five years. He's already donated about five or six over the last few years. And it's to go and pay for their Dingley project, which they say they'll need $100 million for. Uh, and is the state government tipping into that at all? Uh do you reckon they are? Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Well, I don't know. It depends on whether or not it's in a contested seat because that's what happens in Geelong. The yeah, state government true. tips a lot of money in to get the fucking votes, mate. Yeah, also, and I suppose it depends how much of a community aspect they have to it. Like the Dockers have a super-duper training centre now, but, I, but yeah. the government would have forked in for a bit of that because it becomes part of the community. You know, they get to use the pool, uh, you know, swim next to Aaron Sanderlands and the like. But yep. I, $10 million, I wonder. I mean, obviously he has it. But I wonder how much. <laughs> really? I wonder how much. How much would you be willing to give to your club? Like that's a, a massive whack. Yeah. Or do you go? Oh, I don't think I need to give that to a football club. I wonder. I wonder well, how much I'd have to have before I'd go. I'm going to give this to Hawthorne. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, the club has brought him a lot of joy. If he owns Flight Centre, he's you know in his sixties. He's seen a lot of fucking joy. So for him to. 10 mil would be nothing. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, sure, true. I guess. But you know what, Michael? This really annoys me is these rich benefactors just tossing money to the club. I think it's disgusting. You know, you just mate, mind your own fucking business. No one needs your money, you know. And uh, and on a side note, a big uh, hello to all my Vizzy friends who listen into the show. Uh, how are you guys going down there at Raheen? We love you. Good stuff. So no need for that. 
But what do you reckon, like, uh, 10 mil, does he get a say in anything that happens down at Dingley? Well, he was already a board member, if I remember correctly. And, yeah, I mean, I figure for 10 mil, you do want to have some kind of... You, 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 you're buying a bit of influence, aren't you? But, I mean, yeah. do you want another statue next to the John Kennedy one or something? Or do you want, like, the John Kennedy head knocked off and your head put on? <laughs> but I suppose What about that, you... Taking a huge specky over John Kennedy. I mean, they're going to look after him, aren't they? They're obviously going to, you know, invite him to everything and glad hand him. But um, but yeah, he oh, was mate. on the board for a while, and and and, yeah. and probably has made some influential decisions over the time. But yeah, looking ten mil, ten mil of the club. I think a lot of oh, I don't know if the clubs actively try and do it, but I, I'm presuming that a lot of people leave money to clubs in their will. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, actually, they probably would, but, but there's been a little bit of a. Uh, uh, like a precedent for this. Well, I remember uh, in the 90s, Diamond Joe Gutnick, uh, the mining magnate. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He came in. He probably saved Melbourne, didn't he? Yeah, he gave a lot of money to Melbourne. Ian Dicker gave a stack of cash to Hawthorne as well back then, that ah, merger time. Seems to be a lot of, yeah. I'm sure there's some sort of fucking tax dodge in it. <laughs> no one's doing it out of the goodness of their heart. <laughs> i tell you who does do things out of the goodness of their heart, though. And this is one of our favourite people on this show, Brendan Goddard. Oh, yeah. He's a hero to not, not just Essendon and St Kilda people, but just to the greater community. You mm-hmm. know, he just he's, he's willing to fall on his sword. That's what I love about BJ, okay? Now, Brendan Goddard has chosen not to, Michael, be a part of Essendon's leadership group this season. Okay, he got voted in? He, mate, that's the thing. He got voted in. Yeah. By and he's, a landslide, obviously. Landslide. Oh, it would have been like every player on the list. But, yeah. And he probably voted for himself. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing BJ. That's all right with and, his right uh, hands. Make it look a little yeah. bit less obvious. And he said, uh, you know, he was going to, um, because they said it, it, it showed great leadership. So he's stepping out of the leadership while showing leadership. That's how many fucking levels this guy operates gotcha. on. Gotcha. So he showed great leadership by refusing to be a leader. Yes. Now, did he give reasons why he doesn't want to be in the leadership group? He wanted someone else to come in. Oh, he okay. Thought, There's another younger bloke Train who probably up. got... Yeah, he probably got a couple of votes less than him. Like yeah. if, if Brent, you know what? If Brendan Goddard wins a Brownlow mm-hmm. this season, no fucking doubt he'll call up whoever came second. He'll be like, mate, Paddy, oh, Paddy, it, come hand on, it, no. hand it over. Do you say he doesn't want it? He doesn't <laughs> want the responsibility. He's, he's, he's selfless. He'll just go. Oh, I don't need this. I've got all the accolades I need. I've, I came, you know, I. I've been part of losing grand finals. I don't need a fucking Brownlow. Uh, you know when uh, Bob Murphy got handed that medal after the grand final? That was, mm. that was BJ's idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the kind of guy. And he said um, uh, if he's got an opinion to raise, he'll certainly do it. And I just thought, Brendan Goddard, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't know how they're going to goad that out of him. <laughs> Is he an introvert? Introvert. Yeah, so so that's uh, he's never that's, met a pl- never met a plate of lollies he hasn't wanted to smash. <laughs> no, and he's never blamed anyone else for anything that's <laughs> happened on the football field, which is what which is what we love about BJ. So good on you, uh, Brendan. We love what you're doing. Now, uh, obviously, we're coming up to the uh, start of the AFL uh, season. We've got the JLT coming up very shortly, and then mm-hmm. of course we kick off with uh, Carlton Richmond, which means that uh, football stations have started doing their promos with players. Ah, uh, yeah, great. Great. So they get him in, say something amusing. What about this guy? You know, spin a, spin a footy on your finger, yeah. hold it up, look like you're going to balk someone. You know, like the old footy car kind of things. Yeah. 
But when they do that, they get them in. And this is down at Fox Footy. They ask them a few funny questions, so they find out some amusing stuff about their teammates, right? So uh, we'll just let you in, Junk Time. There's a bit of inside info here that can be found on the Herald Sun website. But anyway, did you know, Michael, Hawthorne captain Jared Roughhead is a neat freak whose favourite smell is dead old. Oh, really? Dettol. Lo- loves dead old, mate. Must- loves... You know what he loves to do? He just loves walking around a hospital. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. well, the poor dude, unfortunately, probably spent a bit of time there, hey? Yeah, so you think he's gotten used to the smell? Loves it. Like, he just at home, just, you know, dabs a bit on before he, you know, goes out for a bit of a date, puts a bit of dead oil on. getting healthy. That's what, he, that's what happens. He's got but see, what, smell. what footballer doesn't love Denkerup? Oh, okay. <laughs> don't you don't you love the smell of DP uh, Denkerup? Not really. I don't, I've never really thought don't about you? it. I've never really thought about it. I, I haven't really had an affinity with DP for a fair while. Uh, oh <laughs> um, I mean, I know that it's very. You got to be very careful rubbing it on the groin, and then also, um, I remember playing junior football, probably about under fourteens, and one kid was annoying another kid. He flicked Denkerup at the guy and got him in the eye. Denkerup okay. in the eye. I'm going to say that would uh, fucking kill. Oh, dude, he was in so much pain. I went and got him and just put him on the shower for about 10 minutes. But yeah, but how, lo- how was... loose was his eyeball, mate? Oh, d- his... <laughs> <laughs> he was all limbered up. <laughs> he was in lo- absolute agony. I love the smell of Denkerub. Like occasionally when you go into the change rooms before a game and you yeah. smell it, and you're just yeah. like, this, this is footy. This is what footy smells like. The footy record, when you open it, mm-hmm. should do smell wanna, like Denkerub. Do you want to scratch and sniff in the footy record? Yeah, mm-hmm. how fucking good would that scratch be? Scratch that bit of Denker up. Yeah, yeah scratch that. it comes with it. Dip as mo. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, another bit of tidbit. A lot of this is coming from Hawthorne. Oh, it's quality Haw- stuff. Hawks midfielder Tom Mitchell is a serial Uno cheater. Uno, however you want to say Uno, it. yep. Uno. And it's alleged he rigs the game, so he gets all the... Uh, Plus four cards. That's pretty cool. And I also like the idea of shout out to all the people over the age of 18 who are still playing Uno. Well, do you think there's a lot of time to kill for players at uh, airports? Oh, yeah. Know, sitting they, around? I reckon they'd be big in the card games. Yeah, definitely. I, I would have thought more poker than Uno. And also, I mean, yeah. how many footballers can count to four? I'm not really sure. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, good on him. Good on him. I mean, I don't like the cheating aspect, you know. We don't, wow. don't, we don't you know, get into the integrity of the game. Don't need an integrity, <laughs> integrity unit for the Uno games at Hawthorne. Yeah, you reckon they're down there, Kenwood? More fun facts. And the, and the detectives? We heard you've been cheating the fucking Uno, mate. <laughs> That's a draw Not four. Gonna... <laughs> uh, Melbourne, okay, this is fucking weird. Melbourne full forward Jesse Hogan has an unusual habit of eating watermelon in the shower. <laughs> now... What are you doing, Jesse? Like, fuck. Like, firstly, you know what's really delightful is a nice, crisp, cold piece of watermelon. Yeah, okay? yeah. Not steaming Very hot. refreshing. Yeah. Now, not, not steaming hot. Not with your mates pissing around you. Not while you're looking at your other mate, your teammates' dicks. Um, Just, do you think there's a possibility that he's eating it in the shower like you might eat a peach over a sink? Like the the dripping and the and you can spit pips out and they they just go down the drain. So maybe I the like water's it. not actually running. Maybe he's fully clothed. Oh, just you don't over think eating watermelon in the shower? Naked? I'm picturing it naked. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I just prefer, even if the shower's not on, I just like to know <laughs> that Jesse Hogan eats his fucking watermelon naked. It's a unique habit to pick up. Yeah, I don't know how you progress from that too. So you, yeah. you know, gee, water, watermelon's really delicious. Sticky um, hands. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. But then the progression of like. 
getting closer and closer to the shower. So maybe you try a sink for a while, then you try the hallway out the front of the of the bathroom, and uh-huh, then you try uh-huh. the extra shower at home alone, and then you go, no, 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 i got to upgrade this. <laughs> so you drive to the club, and you yeah, wait till yeah. after training. <laughs> G'day, fellas. Who's hungry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he slicing it in there? Is he making it up <laughs> while he's in there? Is he buying a corded one? Or is he buying a whole one? Like, is he, he can afford it. I like, can't to think, yeah, I like to think he hollers it out and there's, wears it as a hat. Oh, see, he would have, as a Melbourne player, he would have access, like, uh, say he's going to the test cricket mm-hmm. and he needs a watermelon helmet. He could just go into the showers, eat it while he's doing it, pop out, Bay 13, he's got a helmet on. Bob's your uncle. Hey, should we um, wrap up shortly, Adam? Mate, one more. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, one more. Yeah, then we'll just can't just fo- shut down these. We'll do some footballers in real life before we uh, before we disappear. Can't just shut down these tidbits, mate. Max Gorn once tied his brother to a cow, which he rates as one of the worst things he did as a kid. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, I actually did see that one. Tied his brother to the cow. So, do you think he tied it to a leg, or do you t- tie it to the? Do you ride the get on top of the car cow and time to that? You know what? This needs a lot of. Um, uh, it needs his brother to be involved in it. Like, you can't hold... Uh, cows are big, right? You need to get the fucking rope right around. So you've either pre-tied and you run him over and you fucking just tighten it, or the brother's involved in this and you've just fucked off and left him in a paddock all night. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. Pretty creepy if you do do something like that. Yeah, and then what does the brother do? I mean, you know, he, you know he's not going to starve to death. He's got a fucking cow attached to him. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking eat your way through it. So, well, Max, go on. You're well, a fucking animal. I left animal. him with food. He's got, he got yeah. milk, milk and meat. Oh, mate, he's got everything. It's, it's the ultimate paleo diet right fucking there. <laughs> okay. Football in real life? Mm. From Neve, uh, so this bit ago, over the weekend I was uh, on my annual family holiday in Kennet River and we popped down Y River to have a brekkie at the general store, in brackets, lovely food. Out of the corner of my eye, I see a man with his shirt off. Bearing in mind Ooh. it was hot, but it was also pre-10am at the eatery. I turned to get a good look at who this bloke is, and lo and behold, it's none other than Colton protege Charlie Curnow. He was with his... See, can I stop you there? I was going to say, no no tops off before 10am, mate. Like, I, you know, you can't be doing that, but it's Charlie Curnow. Go ahead. Keep going, mate. Great. Sun, sun's out, guns out, mate. Yeah. Uh, he was with his girlfriend who was wearing leopard print Birkenstocks and a Kelpie dog. Uh, she wasn't wearing a Kelpie dog. There was just a Kelpie <laughs> dog there. As previously stated, he wasn't wearing a T-shirt. Impressive. Tan rigged in brackets. And he did have some casual shorts on. Navy blue, but kind of a wash colour. I think he was eating smashed avo. Must be doing very well with bacon and eggs, but it was a bit difficult to see. My aunt spoke to them briefly when our dogs interacted, and he seemed pretty nice. I hope I've provided great detail and really painted a picture here. Thank you, Nave. You did provide great detail right there. And we do appreciate it. And, you know, Charlie is from the uh, they're from the greater Geelong area, so, you know, he's sticking local. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. Probably probably dropped into Paddy Dangerfield's place on the way through Moggs Creek. Yeah. Uh, let me think from Adrian. Uh, this morning I spied Dara Wakeland's recurring nightmare, Alistair Lynch. He was walking along the street <laughs> uh, alongside the NGV National Gallery of Victoria at about 9am. He was wearing his runner shorts and a blue T-shirt. He also had his iPhone with him. He looked fit. Speaking of fit, yesterday I saw Brad Sewell's recurring nightmare, Matthew Lloyd. Lloyd <laughs> had just finished a coffee at Dundas and Fawcett in Albert Park, suburb of Melbourne, and was also wearing runners, shorts, and a T-shirt. He looked absolutely shredded. Drove off in a black Mercedes. It seems to me you want to see a footballer just hanging out at the cafe. 
Yeah, look, a lot of them have a bit of downtime. I mean, let me think. Alistair well, Lynch, that's doesn't true. he have the uh, doesn't he have like a management company or something like that? Yeah, I think he does, and he's also with uh, Fox Footy, and yeah. Fox Footy's not too far from the NGV. No, no, Fox Footy gig would be pretty chilled out though during the off season. They don't pop in a great deal, do they? Like they don't just kind of pop oh, in. I don't know. I reckon they're watching a lot of Vision, seeing where they can, you know, new ideas for the lab. Huh, uh, yeah. New names for the fat side of the ground. Just little things like that that you and I wouldn't <laughs> think they do. But that's, you know, it's over the summer when they're just locked away, just <laughs> thinking of things to talk about. Hey, uh, we've run out of things to talk about, Adam. Why don't we wrap it up now? Okay. Uh, we are Junk Time AFL Pod on Twitter, on Facebook. We are Junk Time AFL Pod at Gmail. What about the stubby holders, Adam? How are they flying off the shelves? They're not. Uh, junk Time, big, uh, junktime.bigcartel.com. Uh, we've got uh, plenty of footbridges. I mean, it's, foot, it's a footbridge kind of time of year, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I've gone past a number of times the footbridge leading over to the SCG. Quite delightful little structure. So get yourself one of those. I mean, if you, you know, and you know what Jordan Degoe could have used on Saturday was a, a chipping out uh, stubby <laughs> yeah. holder, you know, because he's had a couple. I don't know if they were warm. So, Jordy, if you're listening, <laughs> mate, we'll send it to you. We'll, we'll send it to the club. We'll send him. He's got some downtime. On the house. On the house. Yeah, yeah. he can have it. Yeah. We're going to hit the road. Thanks for joining us. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.